Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Hey, thanks for joining us once again for Growing in Grace. We get that phrase from uh, one of Peter's epistles, Growing in the Grace and Knowledge of Our Lord Jesus Christ. Mike Kapler here along with Joel Brzezicki once again taking just a few minutes to uh, focus in on specifically this week on God's righteousness. We've been talking about what is the gospel and over the last couple of weeks or so uh, we have discovered that the gospel really is a revelation of righteousness. We found that out in Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and 17 and we've been talking about righteousness as a gift not something we try to establish on our own which is what they did under the old covenant. But Joel as we move things along, because I know as, as we talk about this subject of the gospel, what is the gospel, the programs seem to fly by pretty quickly. So as we were talking about Paul laying out his case throughout the book of Romans, and we talked about uh, in Romans chapter 1 how he had pointed out that the gospel is a revelation of God's righteousness. But then uh, over the next couple of chapters, uh, he talks about, uh, he kind of goes back in time just a little bit, to point out um, some things about man's righteousness or people who were trying to maybe establish their own righteousness, uh, self-righteousness sometimes we call it. And um, he kind of makes the point that uh, this, this is something that we've, as far as trying to uh, get to the place where God would be pleased with us, we all fall short. Well, yeah, we all fall short, especially when it comes to breaking records. Um, I just wanted to let you know, Mike, <laughs> uh, last time you were giving me a hard time about my long introduction, uh, and when you re- when you said that last time, I looked at the clock, it was at one minute and one second that I let you start talking, just to let you know, <laughs> we were at about 1.50, uh, when, oh, when I started talking today. So, I don't want to dwell on that. Just thought I'd let you know that you broke my record. I'm going to check that out on this recording and see if you're right or not. Okay, okay. I was looking <laughs> at the clock. Uh, well, actually, okay. Uh, maybe it was about 145. Uh-huh. But, we will, yeah, man's, <laughs> man's righteousness, our own righteousness falls so, 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 so very short. You know, uh, it, Rome, up to Romans one seventeen, Paul, uh, you know, Paul's talking about something. He spends like you, like you're just talking about, Mike. The next several paragraphs uh, going into actually all the way through the rest of Romans one, into Romans two, and up to Romans three twenty, even talking about the state of mankind apart from Christ. The thing that I used to do with this verse, uh, with this uh, passage of scripture is I would look at this from Romans one eighteen up to Romans 3.20 or so, and I would go, I would look at all these things that Paul talks about as unrighteousness and as man's attempts at righteousness, and I would go, man, uh, he's talking about me. I, I fall so short, and I better start getting to work on, on trying to fix these things about myself. Where there's one thing true about that, I do fall short in and of myself. That was Paul's whole point. He wasn't trying to give you this list of things that you need to start improving in order to make yourself right with God. He was making the case for man's unrighteousness. He was making the case that apart from Christ, we have no hope. That's why we need the gospel, the good news, God's righteousness. 
Yeah, if you jump into the middle of the pool there, Joel, in Romans one eighteen and beyond, you, you sort of feel like uh, Paul is scolding you uh, as being a part of that group of people who fall short, which we all do. Yeah, apart from Christ, because he's talking about unbelievers. He said, you know, if if you take a look at some of the stuff that he says, I mean, one of the big things he quote he quotes a lot of uh, Old Testament scriptures. Um, there is none righteous, no, not one. There's none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They've together become unprofitable. I mean, he talks like that, quoting from some Old Testament scriptures. He also talks about some things like um, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, and all these things. And I've heard so many sermons in my lifetime... I'm 37 years old, almost 38. I've heard a lot of sermons based upon some of these things that Paul talks about. The, and, and the purpose of the sermon is that you better start stop doing these things, and you better start doing the right things. Now, it's not that we want to be walking in these ways. We don't want to be sexually immoral. We don't want to be wicked. We don't want to be evil-minded. We don't want to be malicious and covetousness. That we That's not the point here. We don't want to be in those ways, but... We can't look at the list of things that we're not supposed to do and think, well, if I start doing these things, then I'll be right with God. That's not what Paul's saying here. He's he's building up to uh, Romans 3.21, where he gets back to his original point that it's all about God's righteousness, not our own. Well, right. Uh, he's talking about everyone when he when he's talking about, you know, he's not just talking about a bad group of people who have gone wayward. He's, he's talking about all of mankind, all of us, having been charged with sin and falling short of what God required. And in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, there's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, there's none who understands, none who has seeked God. I suppose there were a lot of Jews who thought that they had. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, because he, he, in other places, he talks about that. And as we've mentioned before, that they were seeking after you know, they were seeking their own righteousness, which was by the law, and they were ignoring God's righteousness. Well, remember what we've been talking about, Romans one sixteen and 17, where Paul said the righteousness of God is revealed, a, cor- a key cornerstone verse of what the gospel is. And then we talked about how Paul began to build his case. Well, here it is again, Joel, in Romans 3.21 and 22, a couple of chapters later, still on the same subject... He's not dicing up a whole bunch of little subjects into verses, but he continues on in Romans 3, 21 and 22. He says, but now, the, having said all that, he goes back to what he started with in Romans chapter 1. Here in Romans 3, he says, but now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. Ah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, that that's something to place your trust in. I mean, if 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 there was anything to place your trust in in this lifetime, it's that the, it's that now after all of that, after all of this bad stuff, now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. Ha, ah, you know, that's what the gospel is. That's it. That's what I need to put my trust in. That's what I need to rest in. You know, Romans uh, 3.23, you see, there's no difference. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. He's kind of summarizing what he's just said. Verse 24, Romans 3.24, being justified freely 
by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. <laughs> you know, that's that's some good news. That's what the gospel is. We're justified freely. But how are we justified freely? It's by God giving us his own righteousness as a gift. And, and of course, none of that happened without the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, he even brings that up in Romans, uh, in the next verse, 325. You know, Jesus Christ, whom God sent forth as a propitiation by his blood uh, through faith. You know, it's all by the blood of Jesus. The gospel is the good news. God's righteousness revealed because Jesus laid down his life, became sin, so that we could become the righteousness of God. Well, and speaking of which, uh, one of, well, I don't want to say it's one of my favorite passages. I've got so many, I guess, but I think of Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, this talk about becoming a, a new creation. Uh, Paul said that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Uh, for a lot of years, Joel, I thought he was talking about the stuff that I did. Um, now that I'm a new creation, the old things that I used to do have passed away, and now I'm I'm doing new things for God, right? <laughs> that's, that's how I used to interpret that verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my life was the same. I can <laughs> I can totally relate with you that relate with you there, and I even heard it you know preached about several times. Might be even be where I got that idea from, or at least um, it was grounded deeper and deeper into me through uh, through what I had heard preached. But you are a new creation. You know, God doesn't. You know, Paul didn't say you're trying to become a new creation by what you do. You know, he said, you are a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And in the context there, he says, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, a new creation. And again, uh, it's because of God's righteousness, not because of my own. You see, if it was my own righteousness, um, if I could just do one good thing all by myself that would make me righteous, uh, then the next time I failed, you know... I would be becoming a new creation and then becoming an old creation again and becoming a new creation, going back to the old, going, you know, it would be an endless cycle of old creation, new creation, but something we can rest in once again and and have uh, total trust in is that God has made us a new creation. And it's 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 solid. It's complete. It's it's a finished work that that we have become a new creation. Well, and, and, you know, with that phrase, uh, we think about the, the, the phrase that Jesus used back in the Gospel of John, and that is uh, being born again when you're a new creation in Christ. What this verse is referring to isn't the, the stuff that you used to do or don't do anymore. It's talking about the rebirth of your inner man, your spirit. And as you were just saying, it's, it's instantaneous. It's not something that's progressive. It, it takes place at the time that you uh, placed faith in Christ something that you were just talking about from what Paul said earlier in Romans, for he made him, for God made him who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Um, What's interesting about this, I think, is that um, Jesus didn't just die for your sins. Um, He became sin. I mean, and, and that's why, you know, God literally turned his back on him while he was hanging there on the cross, because Christ became sin. He didn't just die for our sins. Yeah, and and he became sin for us. Why? You know, so that so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What an exchange! I mean, isn't that an awesome exchange? It, it's it's a totally unfair exchange. If you know, if if you think that uh, 
that we're given righteousness because we deserve it, or if you think that um, that Jesus became sin because he deserved it, of course not. He, he didn't deserve that. We don't deserve righteousness. But what an awesome exchange that God did for us on our behalf. And really what this lifetime is, you know, once we've come to understand what Christ did for us, and once we've confessed that, once we've confessed the one confession that Jesus is Lord, uh, that his work was completed. You know, once we have come to that place, then the rest of the, our life here on earth, it's, it's not a matter of trying to become a new creation. It's, it's really a matter of living out of the new creation that we are. And that, of course, is all by God's grace. We can't just say, all right, I'm a new creation. I better start living like it. No, it's got to be a, a daily, moment-by-moment trust in the grace of God, because we're his workmanship. not We're not our own workmanship, that's for sure. Well, so if you place faith in Christ, uh, you have been accepted by him. And, and that that's a good feeling. That brings peace, and, and hopefully uh, you're experiencing that in your walk with God. Yeah, and amen to that. <laughs> because I like what you, uh, what you brought up before, that Romans 5.1, you know, having been justified by faith, Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God Almighty, the one who, uh, of course, is wrathful towards sin, but he, he, he took all that wrath out on Jesus Christ. Um, he took it all out on Christ, and, and now we've been justified by faith. We have peace with God. I'm Joel Brzezicki, along with Mike Kapler. We'll get back with you again next time for more talk about growing in grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.